Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. I'm Liz and today me and Bri have got a great show for you. We're chatting with Charlotte from New Zealand Shores Immigration Services. I'll give you a quick backstory of, of how we met. When me and Bry started making all this content for moving to New Zealand, we would get lots of questions saying, you know, what visas do I need? You know, how long is it going to take for my visa to come through? Lots of visa questions, immigration questions. And I'm not sure if you know this, anyone that isn't licensed isn't allowed to give immigration advice. We started looking around and the name New Zealand Shores kept coming up all the time. We got to know them and they are just a really great team of people. And finally, we asked them if they'd like to be part of our private group that we have, our Slack group that we talk a lot about here. They are now part of our team. Let's just say this, they are people that we highly recommend. That being said, you do not have to use an immigration advisor to move to New Zealand. You, you don't. And you'll hear all about that in this show. So this isn't just a show to like say, here's an immigration advisor that you're going to use. This is a show to let you know what an immigration advisor does. Because a lot of people are unclear about this. You know, they're not entirely sure what services they provide and whether they need one. And yeah, so we just thought it would be a great idea to speak to Charlotte and cover everything from shoplifting to health issues to time, you know, time frames. And so you can get a better idea of whether you're going to use an immigration advisor in the future. So sit back, enjoy this great chat. Charlotte is, in fact, all of them over at NZ Shores are so easy to talk to. So I could have talked, remember, I could have talked to her for hours Sit back and enjoy this chat with Charlotte from New Zealand Shores. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Aotearoa on here, bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Hello, Charlotte, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. So, Charlotte, you are from New Zealand Shores Immigration Specialist Company. You are part of our New Zealand membership, our NZ Ahead membership group. We think you guys are absolutely fantastic. And to be honest, I could just sit on this podcast and gush about your day, but we're going to be very professional and we're going to just, <laughs> we're going to just do it the right way. And I just, we just wanted you to come on today and talk about why people use immigration specialists and something about your company and just talk about you and find out what it is you offer so yeah and just the reasons why we we use um, immigration specialists yeah. and things like that yeah because yeah. most people think oh I'll just do it on my own yeah well yeah. we'll get into that in a bit yeah. right because yeah. like you know we did it on our own and i'd really i do want to dive into that a little bit so yeah. things have changed you see bro well, 15 years ago it. so charlotte will you just jump in and just introduce yourself and let us know about you and your company yeah, absolutely. So I am Charlotte Stockman. I am one of the uh, senior licensed advisors at New Zealand Shores. We're in our 15th year now. So we were started um, by husband and wife um, all that time ago. I was actually their first employee almost 10 years ago. So I'm virtually part of the furniture in our office and we have just grown from there. So we're now up to 15 licensed advisors across three different countries. So we've got offices in New Zealand, South Africa, and we've got some staff in India as well. We also offer visas for Australia which I know isn't much help um, to anyone in this group, but um, you may know someone who wants Australia, so uh, we can also help on that front as well. That's fantastic. You don't look old enough to have been in a company for 10 years, Charlotte. 
Uh, fresh out of uni, I joined. So, well, we were going to say that because you were yeah. saying that last night, weren't you? That's, yeah. You sort of go to university, and then you think, all right, what am I going to be? So, what made you choose to be? An immigration advisor in all honesty it was completely random had no idea what i wanted to do started applying for jobs ended up here so i started off doing admin work for one of our directors sarah and then probably about eight or nine months in they said oh we think you'd be a really good fit for becoming an advisor and i thought oh well i don't know what else i want to do i've done a communications degree which was neither here nor there. So I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a crack. And yeah, here we are almost 10 years later. Totally just fell into it. And I think you're brilliant at your job because I would imagine, well, obviously you've got to speak to a lot of people all the time, haven't you? You've got a really nice, really nice tone when you talk to people. So let me just explain how we came to meet. So mm. me and Brian started all this content about moving to New Zealand because we moved to New Zealand 15 years ago. You know, we didn't we didn't use an immigration advisor back then. So we it didn't really cross our mind about telling people, oh, yeah, you should use an immigration advisor. But we were skinflints. We, well, this it is it. Yeah. We were yeah. skinflints, yeah. very much so. And, save all our money. <laughs> and when yeah. we came over 15 years ago, Charlotte, it was it was so much easier. Yeah. It was just it was really straightforward. Brian got a job offer. We filled in a few for. Well, I say it was easy. You it, did it, all the work. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy because the process that we had to do was like every page had to be in order for every mm -hmm. person in that order yeah. as it was written down. Like you know, and mm. it was you know just things like oh you need your, your your birth certificate. Oh yeah, I've got that. And then it's like no, you need a certified mm. copy. Well, what's that? Mm. And it's things like that, isn't it? Like, you know, and yeah. it was a huge learning curve and there wasn't really much of an internet. Well, there was an internet, but it wasn't great back yeah. then, like, you know, like it is. Mm. So, yeah. But as we started to build our community, people started to ask us immigration questions. And then we looked on the internet and we found out, hang on a minute, we're not allowed to give immigration advice because it's it you just think you're allowed, don't you? You think you're yeah. allowed to say Oh yeah, just do this, do that. Just explain to me why people can't, you know, I'll carry on with the story and how we met in a minute, but why do people, why aren't we allowed to just give immigration advice to people? Yeah, good question. Um, so licensing actually only became a thing in 2007. So prior to that, um, basically anyone could give advice. So um, I have a family member who's actually been an immigration advisor for almost 30 years. Um, so it was a big change for her, she said, when we moved into that licensing structure. Um, I think it's a good thing. So it kind of puts us almost almost in the same realm as like a lawyer. Um, you are providing legal advice. You're providing people with a pathway and an information on visas and ultimately if you get that wrong it has massive consequences so if we tell someone to do the wrong thing or we provide incorrect advice that has massive repercussions that follow on not just for New Zealand but perhaps for any other country they want to live in so um, it is yeah I guess it is still a legal framework that we work with which is why it's important if you are seeking advice um, I mean yeah your NZ Ahead group is amazing and there's lots of um, really cool advice happening in there but if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty of um, what visa do you apply for what process do you go through what documents do you need um, I think it is really worthwhile engaging with someone like ourselves um, just because hey you know you're going to get it right from the outset a hundred percent yeah and going back to the story so we we started this community and lots of people you know obviously we can't give advice and then people would start bringing up your name again and again and again we were here in New Zealand shores New Zealand shores so we only ever endorse people who we've been recommended like you know who we mm. trust and yeah we asked you to become a member of our community and have a, a, a channel in our Slack group, which you very kindly did. 
and you're now in there giving you know you're there <laughs> so mm. it's like you've got your own channel so if people yeah. want to find out information they can take it further with you and you know go privately with you whatever but mm. it, yeah it's 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 just been we love you charlotte we love yes. your company fabian's great fabian is awesome yeah yeah so that's that's how we came to be and um yeah and also jen from a thousand words a thousand words yeah, also recommended yeah. you yeah, a very good friend oh. and she's wonderful and she's got yeah. a great group too and yeah so we recommended she recommended you too so yeah. going back to why people would use an immigration advisor mm. why why would why don't i just do it myself remember if you're moving to new zealand and you're looking for an immigration advisor to help you with all the process the company we recommend are nz shores the guys over there are absolutely brilliant loads of members of our NZ Ahead private community use them and they have raved about them. That's why we recommend them. The brilliant thing about NZ Shores is they offer a free assessment. So if you're wondering whether or not you're eligible to move to New Zealand, you go to their website, you fill out a form and they will contact you and tell you whether or not it's worth moving forward and how they can help you. And that's absolutely free. The way you can get to that assessment form is by going to www.nzshores.com slash Liz. So that's nzshores.com slash Liz. Go over there, fill out the form and you will be in such good hands with NZ Shorts. Why? Why would, why don't I just do it myself? Yeah, um, good question. Uh, one I probably get asked at least twice a week. <laughs> um, people use us for a multitude of reasons. One, because they just don't want to deal with it themselves. Moving country is stressful enough without having to worry about submitting visa applications and dealing with Immigration New Zealand, which is fair. I think I've probably got a few greys in there somewhere from um, my time of dealing with case officers. So it can be a frustrating process and having someone to advocate for you through that process can just take a whole lot of stress off you. So that's definitely one reason people use us. The other reason would be perhaps your employer. So you get a job offer in New Zealand and your employer has directed you to use an immigration advisor. We get quite a lot of our clients coming through to us that way. Uh, once again, the employer is then reassured that, hey, we know this person's going to get their visa. It's done right. They're going to get here. The other reason may be that People have something complex in this situation. So you may have health concerns or character concerns. You may have some form of criminal record um, that might not be that major, but immigration will definitely drag you through the ringer over it as they like to do. Or your family situation might be a little bit complex. So there's a number of reasons uh, why people will use us. Predominantly, yeah, fortunately, it's to make things easier. Uh, we don't tend to get too many of those curly cases, but we do definitely get the odd one. Yeah. So just just elaborating on that point that you talked about, which a criminal record, because some mm. people just like, oh, you know, yeah, I've done some shoplifting or, you know. As you do. As you do. Every as day. you do. We all, we yeah. all do it by accident sometimes <laughs> and get caught out, don't you? Like, you know? Yeah. So how far can you go with that criminal record? What would be like, definitely you're not coming in or, you know, some, something like that? Yeah, the things that would really stop you getting a visa, um, if you've served jail time for four, five years or longer, that's one thing that will virtually make it impossible to get a visa. But anything at all, which basically shows, um, except for really parking tickets or speeding fines, they're about the only thing they ignore. So if you've done anything when you were young and stupid, which like you say, pretty much all of us have, um, and I'd say almost half our clients have some ridiculous charge on their police certificate from when they were 18. Um, so whether it's you have accidentally shoplifted 
something or you know you might have thrown a punch in a pub fight when you were young and drunk you may have got DIC'd drunk in charge of a vehicle DUI that kind of thing will get pulled up and immigration will send you a big scary letter that says we think you may not be potentially eligible because you've got these character concerns which nine times out of ten it really is just a case of saying hey I was young and stupid this happened you know for some people it might be 30 years ago got a clean record since that date but immigration will still send that scary letter and ask for a response so that definitely freaks people out you know making sure you attack that correctly with immigration and providing the right information can really be the clincher as to whether that process becomes easier or whether it becomes harder is that what the, the police trace is that what that is that that's what that's all about is it yeah yeah basically checking that no one's done anything serious whether it's murder or you've really defrauded someone for millions of dollars or you've got dishonesty charges they, they look for all of those kinds of things and would you be would you like respond to the immigration that letter or would the person yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because how do you so, respond to that, you know? Yeah, yeah. so we get, um, we'll get the client to write a supporting letter around the circumstances that happened and, you know, how I've learned from whatever I may have done. Um, and then we also provide a letter which is in line with immigration policy that basically reiterates what the client has said and then, you know, pulls out bits of policy and say, well, actually, this person isn't of risk to New Zealand. They're not at risk of undertaking another offence. They're not at a risk to society. So we provide, it's generally about two to three pages of a support letter with that criminal record information. And, and on a lighter note, it's still okay to have a criminal record to go to Australia, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think they just let them in over there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I never knew that about cr the criminal side of it because I honestly thought we talked about this in our, our private Zoom call that we had mm. with the members the other day. But it was like I honestly thought that if you'd shoplifted something, that's it. You would not be coming into this country. So it's really it was really not reassuring. I'm not saying I'm a criminal. Mm. Like, come on, family, <laughs> come in. You're all right. <laughs> you know? But what about um, the health concerns? Because that's the mm. other thing, because I know, you know, I've had people come to me and say, look, I've got a family member who wants to come over, but they're, you know, on antidepressants or whatever. Mm. It's just, what, can you speak to us about the health side of it? Yeah, health's definitely a bit more complex. So um, health, so you can still apply for what's called a health waiver. Um, immigration do have a list of conditions. They stipulate that basically say, if you have one of these conditions on this list, you may not be eligible unless granted a health waiver. Um, most of them are pretty, you know, it's the big stuff. It's cancers, it's developmental disorders. Um, it's, are you going to require really expensive surgery in the next five years? Have you got a condition um, that's going to cost the New Zealand government more than 80,000 in the next five years? So some people might think, oh, I've got this, um, you know, something like Crohn's is a really good example, um, or IBS. So those affect massive numbers of the population, but quite often the medication that someone's on can be quite expensive. Um, so those things can trigger the need for a medical waiver but it, yeah it's, it's it's hard to talk to health because it's such a you know are you on the lower end of the spectrum for your condition or are you the higher end of the spectrum um but it's definitely a bit harder and it does require a bit more information than the likes of like a character issue so um you know you may need letters from your doctors you know as advisors we will actually go into the pharmac so pharmac um subsidizes medication in new zealand we'll go into the pharmac register figure out what your medication or treatment may cost so we can then provide that information to immigration because they don't go looking for it and um, they'll just say oh well you've got whatever it might be and this looks like it might trigger concerns um 
so we can get down into the nitty gritty to actually say, oh, yes, you've got this, but it's not so bad. Um, things like mental health, obviously, you know, mental health conditions are really common. Um, unless you've got a history of hospitalization, self-harm or um, drug and alcohol abuse, you're generally okay. Immigration will once again ask for a letter from your doctor, but it's really just to cover, um, you know, to say that you're not at risk really of harming yourself. So if you're on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, it's not the end of the road for you. Um, immigration once again will send a big scary letter to you, but once you've got that doctor's report, you're pretty safe um you know to keep going through the process so when you say a waiver is that you are going to pay for the medication is that is that what that, the waiver means a waiver is basically immigration saying yes you've got a health concern which may cause significant cost but we will still approve a visa to you so um immigration don't take into account so when they're assessing someone's um, health history. They don't actually take into account whether you have perhaps private insurance in your home country um, that will cover the cost of treatment or whether you can pay for it yourself, purely because once you're a resident, there's actually nothing stopping you from accessing our healthcare system anyway. So they don't take that into account um, or they don't you know, take into account whether you've perhaps got a family member that may be able to stay at home with a child who's severely autistic. Um, it all just comes down to basically what the cost will be on the healthcare system. So yeah, a waiver basically says, yes, we acknowledge you've got this, but we will waive you know, we'll waive that condition effectively and still grant you a visa. I've got you now. What I love about your company, Charlotte, and I'm going to flash it up on the screen now, is that you offer a free um, assessment. Mm. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, I don't know, am I going to be eligible? Like you've said to us many times before, it's very, very personal. Everyone's different, yeah. aren't they? You know? So yeah. I, I'm going to just say now that we're going to flash your email up on the um, on the screen. And if you have got it's a free service that they mm -hmm. offer so just contact charlotte and um just say your your email address charlotte yeah so it's charlotte at nzshores.com um or it's charlotte at newzealandshores.com whichever you email you will get me yeah. um yeah we we 100% prefer that people come to us from the outset and say hey i've got whether it is a health concern or a character concern. Um, so we can actually look at it from the outset and say, all right, yes, you've got a chance of getting a visa or no, you don't. Um, we don't like getting too far down the path with people. We don't like taking money off people and then realizing, well, actually, hey, you know, we've taken your money, but really you can't get a visa. So we would rather do the free assessment um, figure out if there's any concerns so that we can say yes, you'll know, um, or maybe, um, and then let people make up their mind from there. That's brilliant, isn't it? It's just, it's really important. Yeah, because um, what the the big thing is is that starting point that is which is what we're talking about. So mm. if say you're you're a plumber or a tradie or you're a doctor or whatever it is, where would you initially go, or where would be the best place to go to go? Where do I first look? To, to, yeah, I am eligible. Yes. I'd Charlotte. say come to, come yeah. to me. Yeah, that's No, that, yeah, but that's what I want you to, to say, just for yeah. that fact that, you know, you tend to think, I've got to go on the immigration website, or I've got to go here, I've got to go there. You can just, anyone can just call you and go, that's the yeah, yeah. 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 first yes. initial thing is free. Yeah. So what, you've got nothing to lose. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I would recommend people email me. Um, but the crux of the information we need for that first assessment is a copy of your CV if you are planning to move as a skilled migrant, um, your date of birth, because there are age restrictions. So you can't get residence after the day you turn 56. Um, so and then just let us know if you have any health or character concerns. And from there, we can generally do a really basic assessment. If you do say, well, actually, I've got X health condition, uh, we'd likely come back and ask for some more information, perhaps what medication are you on, um, what's that prognosis look like, um, but yeah, very. If, if you're listening and you want that free assessment, CV, date of birth, and then let us know if you've got any con- you know, health or character concerns, and then we can take it from there. Brilliant, brilliant. And just going back to the cost, because this is the thing that people, it's not cheap to hire an immigration advisor, yeah. you know, and this is the thing that people like like we did for example we're like oh no we'll just do it ourselves you know we'll just skimp on it we've had i'm not just saying this we have had so many people in our group say that that's what they did at first they were like no no we'll do it you will do it ourselves and then they get right down the line and they're getting their papers sent back to them they've got a job offer waiting and they've got to try and sell their house and get over there all that stress on top of them and on top of that now they've got immigration saying you've sent page 22 in when you should have been sending page 18 in and this isn't mm. right. yeah, now you're going back to the queue or whatever so I do want to just say that although um I like to compare it to you know when you move over and, and you can also like hire a company to come in and pack your stuff that's the that's another big cost when you move into New Zealand mm. and that's another cost that people think oh no I'll just do it myself I tell you what, we paid for someone to come in and pack our stuff. It was the best three grand we've ever spent in our life, yeah, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah, and some of it really has to be packed by them and, and written down. Yeah. Exactly, because if you do use a company, they know what's in the box because they packed it. Mm, yeah. you, know, you can't just say, oh, stuff, a lot of stuff in here. And, um, you know, yeah. I, did, I did have one box had a little bit of chinky bottles in and <laughs> I did snatch it off them and run it to the house. So, yes, you can do it yourself. Like, you know, you don't have to use an immigration mm. advice. You can do it yourself, but... Oh my God, it's worth it. It's worth it just to be able to just think that is one. There's mm. so much stress that goes with moving to New Zealand or yeah. anywhere. Anyway, it's just that one thing that you can just think if I, if I, if you can afford it and you can allocate that money, then I would 100% say do it. I Definitely. just think it just goes in, into, I wouldn't your, do it into myself your budget. Again. It's got to go into your yeah. budget. Really yeah. I think the other thing is worth noting is it's it's actually easier and cheaper for us to take care of it from the outset. So if people come to us partway through the process when they've got one of those big scary letters from immigration, it's actually more work for us to turn around and unpick what you have done. So sometimes we have to do things like official information requests to immigration to have your whole entire file sent to us. And then we have to sit down and read through what could be three, 400 pages of notes from immigration. Um, so yeah, if you, if you do think it's something you might be interested in or if you do think there's something that may go wrong honestly um and i'm not just trying to con people no, into no, using no, no, shores, but yeah. it is so much easier for us from the outset um especially on that health and character front because yeah if something pops it's it's harder for us to undo what you've done than it is for us to just take care of it from the outset yeah. Mm. And with the time differences and everything, do you tend to deal with email or do you speak to the, you know, your clients on the phone? 
Uh, predominantly email. Um, we were, are obviously always happy to take phone calls. Um, we do try and start our day as early as possible. We do also have an office in South Africa. Um, so sometimes we'll allocate clients for the first part, like their temporary visas, perhaps to um, our staff in South Africa, who are all incredible at what they do, um, so that you're kind of in a similar time zone. Um, and then once you've actually arrived in New Zealand, and you're going through your residency, you may then get switched to a different advisor in New Zealand, just so that you're continuously working in a similar time zone yeah. um some people will be happy to stick with the same person throughout or um some people may have been recommended to one of our advisors and say actually i really want to use charlotte or winnie or whoever it may be and then we will always absolutely accommodate that um so yeah we, tr we try and we always try and respond you know this next day so if you email us overnight we always try and get our inboxes down to zero the next day so we're not losing too much time with time zones Oh, that's good. Where do most people come from, do you, do, you, do you think, from around the world to come to New Zealand? Yeah. Um, at the moment, we've well, actually, guys, at the moment, probably for about the last five or six years, um, our client base is predominantly South African. Um, I'd say probably 60% South African, um, the other 40% predominantly the UK and the US, um, and then everyone else thrown in is there as well. Um, South Africa, obviously, with the nature of their political situation, um, people are keen to get out. But we deal with people from every single country of every part of the world. Yeah, and you're saying you had an office in India as well. Yeah, we've got some support uh, support staff based in India. So, um, yeah, they help us out tremendously. We've just had someone from Finland join our community. Oh, wow. Like, I know. It's just like, I don't know why I'm shocked by that. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it seems yeah. so far away and Finlandish. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've got a real mix, like from, uh, you know, uh, Holland to the Japan, UK, Japan, South Africa, yeah. India. Yeah, yeah. Just, it is. It's, it's amazing yeah. to see. And it's great hearing people's stories as well. It's mm. just, just hearing all that. I mean, this is getting a bit personal now, but is, has there ever been like a, a really, really tricky case that you've had to like crack and get, get them over here that you can remember? Yeah, oh, oh gosh, a lot. <laughs> Should I get the wine out? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Can we end the call? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been some curly ones. Most of them that are really tough do focus around health or character. Um, so we have had a few. Um, I had a family from. Uh, the US not that long ago who had had organ transplants, which definitely threw, uh, you know, a bit of a spanner in the works there. But between them and us, we managed to once again figure out how much their medication was going to cost, um, you know, had to go through what their prognosis was going to be in terms of whether they'd need more transplants, etc. Um, so that took quite a bit of time. But we definitely got there. Uh, we've had cases where people have got themselves into real messes with visa declines in the past, and we've managed to kind of dig them out of that hole. Um, we've had people come to us who have been living unlawfully in New Zealand for years. Um, we really? had one lady, yeah, one lady from the US who'd been here unlawfully for almost 10 years. Um, it wasn't me who took care of that. That was another advisor, but we managed to turn that around and she's now a resident. So um, oh, that's, yeah, that's that's the stuff that gets us out of bed in the morning is knowing that yeah. we're actually making a difference to people and, um, you know, changing a situation that almost looked impossible. We met um, when we were traveling and we went to France, we met a, an American woman over there, didn't we? And she'd yes. been living in France 20 years. Elite. Wow. I yeah. know. It's like, yeah. how do you do Just that? In, in Paris. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously getting paid under the table. It'd be a bit yeah. stressful though, yeah. wouldn't it, Charlotte? 
you know oh, it would be yeah don't don't do it no it's no worth it, i don't it? know how it's you can do it. it this is what i was saying it's like mm. you can't go to the doctors you can't do anything like you can't get a job I yeah. get a like, driving yeah. license. exactly yeah, things like that yeah yeah amazingly um people will actually get quite a bit of assistance from government before anyone realizes that unlawful um or they may have you know got started getting you know perhaps government assistance prior to becoming unlawful and then no one's kind of picked up on it so um yeah we definitely don't have the number of overstays that other countries do but it, it does happen yeah yeah definitely and happens. yeah yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> do immigration have a team where they would just go and get you and, and literally put you on a plane uh they do so if you eventually come to the notice and you haven't rectified your visa situation by then uh, they do have a compliance team who will turn or um, generally while you're asleep, uh, they try and get people either in the early hours or very late at night um, and they will knock on your door and they will come in and they will, you know, take you off and put you on a plane and send you home. So mm -hmm. it's really not worth putting yourself in that situation. It's like that, a film, isn't it? That, that? five o'clock call, you don't yeah. want that, do you? Don't imagine. No, it. no. It goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, well. <laughs> I was just <laughs> carried away by a little uh, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we went a bit off track there, didn't we? No, yeah. because it's good to know, because it's good. Do you know what, Charlotte? The reason I love your team is because you're just normal. You're just, you're just it's real. so e real, yeah. yeah. You're so easy to talk to. And I'll admit, you know, when you think of like, like you say, lawyers, immigration advisors, anyone like up there that's doing really important work, you tend to think, oh no, they're just going to be stuffy. They're just going to be, mm. it's going to be hard work. It's going to be, I don't know, stuffy is a good word, isn't it? It's just yeah. that's the beauty with New Zealand, doesn't it? You know, because yeah. pe people are yeah. they're a little bit more real. It's like the barriers have been broken down, and it's just mm. like you, we're just being here together. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's why, because you're Kiwi and your team's Kiwi, and it's just I don't know, you just you're young. <laughs> <laughs> you're just nice <laughs> no it's, just, I, it's that realness you know interestingly um there are only three new zealanders in our team of 23 oh so, really oh. yeah we're actually mostly migrants um as well now so uh sarah and ellen who started new zealand shores the kiwis born and bred and then there's myself and then that's it the rest of the team are all from other parts of the world so right, right. And yeah, suppose, which is cool yeah, yeah i was gonna say that would work well because i suppose if you were coming from you know france i know fabian's french isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. so is. if you were coming from france it would be like really reassuring to think oh okay there's someone from france working yeah. in, mm. in the office that would be good wouldn't yeah, it well, that's it that, yeah. that's the beauty of it because you've been through the ringer yourself like you know yeah. got to the other side yeah. so before yeah, we let you go because i got i could talk to you for hours about stuff like this but before we let you go what would you say to someone who was thinking oh i don't know i don't know whether i should invest money into you know immigration advisors what would mm. you say um, I would say at least reach out to us for that free eligibility assessment. Um, knock that off first, have a chat with us, um, perhaps get a gauge for who we are, and then you'll know. You'll know whether you want to use us. Um, if if you're all unsure, I think that's also a good time to have a chat at least um, because we may even, if we just say, hey, actually, this is, the v this is what your pathway looks like, that hey that's all good if that's all you need from us um or you might say all right well actually this sounds a bit more complicated than I thought it is you know can I please get some help but you won't know until you reach out and we map out your pathway we say what your options are um, we do quote on a case-by-case -case basis so for example if you're someone who's already got a job and you come to us our fee will look different to people who engage us right from the beginning before they've got that job um, so yeah, we can kind of pop in at any part of that process. Um, if you are, 
you know, right at the start of your journey and just looking and thinking, oh, New Zealand looks kind of interesting. think I might want to move there. Uh, I would definitely start the process with us sooner rather than later if you want to, because we can get you document ready. Um, we can get you to a point that you can go out to an employer and say, hey, actually, I'm being represented by this immigration consultancy. Here's my advisor's details. And sometimes that may be the difference between them saying, okay, I want to hire you because they know you'll get through that process. Whereas if um, we quite often get people who haven't got you know that support or will have an employer that we work with closely ring us and say oh this person's applied but I don't know if they're eligible I don't know if they know what's involved um I don't want to go down that pathway unless you can tell us it's going to work so at least have the chat and then we yes. can go from there so tell me your email address one more time awesome it's charlotte at nzshores.com um, or charlotte at newzealandshores.com either will come to me Okay. Well, we will put a link in the description. And yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll put it up on the as screen. As we're saying that, I'll put it up on the screen as well. Yeah. I'm oh. also in um, in your Slack group, as you mentioned. Yes, um, you are. So, yeah. like yeah. me a message. Yeah. You can find me anywhere virtually. Yes. No, you're yeah. all over the place. I am all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> no, Charlotte, it's an absolute pleasure. And I just want to thank you for being part of our community and just oh, being Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely lovely having you and your team's great. And like I say, I can't recommend you highly enough. But one oh, last thank question. You. Yes. Is it easier to get into New Zealand or Australia? New Zealand, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Really? Um, easier. So we you, in New Zealand, you can apply for residency up until the day you turn 56. In, New Ze in Australia, sorry, it's up until the day you turn 46. So that immediately widens your window. Um, it's also cheaper. So New Zealand visas, even though the cost has gone up in the last 12 months, it is still a lot cheaper. Um, so for a re average residence application in New Zealand, you're now looking at just under $5,000. In Australia, for their general skills um, category, it could be almost 10000 for a family. So, yeah. So just say if you were a nurse, is it better wages in Australia or New Zealand? <laughs> Do I have to answer? It's out there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. yeah. Um, Australia, Australia, you will tend to get paid more for sure. Um, New Zealand, you're coming for the lifestyle. So I yeah. guess you just have to weigh up what's more important to you as a person um, and then go from there. Yeah. Is something, I'm oh, sorry, I know you're supposed to just be leaving now. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the kettle on. Um, is something happening in Australia at the moment? Because we've had a, a, an influx of people join the Community. Oh yeah, actually from Australia. From Australia, ah. moved to New Zealand. I don't know. I mean, no. getting more intelligent over there. Yeah. Maybe that's what... the pennies dropping, Bri. We've we've done the trick <laughs> on the internet on YouTube. We've made it. That's it. You guys, you guys are attracting all the Aussies to us. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not no, sure. It's just weird because we haven't had any. I think we had one Aussie. You know, like a mm. couple of like two years ago. But literally in the next the, the last few months, I think we've had three people from Australia wow. say, "No, we're moving over to New Zealand." So. Oh, yeah, it's interesting because it's normally the other way. We normally lose more people to yeah. Aussie than what we gain. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Australia had made things better for Kiwis going to Australia, but I don't know if there's been something in the background that's happened with Aussie. Scott, on that point, if, if you if if you came to New Zealand and you came and you, you, you used you guys and you got your residency, how long mm. would it be before you would legally be allowed to live in Australia? Yeah, you have to be a citizen. So um, yeah, it's quite, it's a bit of an interesting one, actually. That So if you are an Australian resident, so if you go through one of their visa categories and you get residency in Australia, um, you can come in into New Zealand as a resident and live and work here, but the same doesn't go the other way around. So 
That's if weird. you get yeah, if you get a resident visa in New Zealand and then you decide I want to move to Australia, um, you'd actually have to get a visa still for Australia. So um, yeah, otherwise you wait till you're a New Zealand citizen and then you can go and live and work as you please in Aussie. And what's the quickest you can go from residency to citizen in New Zealand? Five years. So from the date you get your resident visa, it's five years after that date. Um, and you do have to be living here. So you have to show a commitment to the country, obviously, before they'll give you citizenship. Yeah. And when you say living, is that because you've got a, a doctor friend who's um, a COVID, she was working as a doctor here in New Zealand, then decided they moved back and then they changed mm. the course just after that and said, oh, you could be a resident because she couldn't get residency at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no. Um, so. How long do you have to live in the country? As in, how many days a, a year do you have to live to be classed as a resident? Oh, I'd have to check. Citizenship's not really our thing, so it's not right. done. Citizenship's not handled by Immigration New Zealand. It's handled by a different department, so I'm by no means an expert. Um, but there will definitely be stipulations as to how many days per year you have to be here. Right. I'm not sure, though. I right. can find out. If anyone really wants to know, email me and I'll find out for you. What do you think me and Brian should have for our tea tonight, Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've, I've got halloumi burgers on the menu for, oh, nice, uh, nice. at home for me tonight. So that I don't know. Good. I love halloumi. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Have you got anything else you want to ask Charlotte? Because no, I've I just said was... goodbye and yes, now you just yes. kept well, you know for another 10 like. minutes. It's just like, it's so nice to see Charlotte on the screen. Yeah. So, you know. so one more time, Charlotte, please just put your, your email out for us. Yeah. So charlotte at nzshores.com. Right. Or NewZealandShores.com. Or NewZealandShores, yeah. Right. Either will come to me. Yeah. We're going to let you go. Thank you so awesome. much for chatting with us and we will see you in Slack. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. See you later, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. And tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant go over to www.nzahead slash free and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead slash free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye again. Bye. bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.